Ave Maria Prisma, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. The commemoration is of St. Sabbath, an uh, abbot. He was born in the 430s. His parents were very wealthy. At the age of eight, his dad was an officer in the Imperial Army. At the age of eight, because he ended up, because of his dad being deployed, or whatever you want to call it in those days, he's getting bounced around from one uncle to another. He finally ended up in a monastery where he spent the rest of his life as a monastic, not in that monastery. He founded a monastery in the late 400s, 483 or so, called the Marsaba. It still exists. It's in the Holy Land, not far from Jerusalem. Unfortunately, it's Eastern Orthodox right now. But he died in uh, 532. So we're remembering him today, this, this uh, holy monk. We pray that uh, through his intercession, the monks that are there will come into union with the church. In the gospel, we read about the end of the world. The church puts the end of the world before us in Advent because Advent is about the coming of Christ, the coming of Christ in mercy as a baby in the manger and the second coming of Christ at the end of the world. That's why the readings pertain to the end of the world and we'll see quite a bit of that during Advent. If you read uh, carefully the readings that are proper to Advent, the, the Sundays and uh, the Ember Days, you'll see that. One thing, an easy way to remind yourself of sort of a general sequence of events is some of the mystical movements on the altar, the meanings, mystical meanings of movements on the altar. On an altar, when you're facing east, the, the, the epistle side is south, and the gospel side is north. And the epistle side is symbolic of the Jews. And at the beginning of Mass, it's like the beginning of things, uh, the, the book is over there with the readings. And when we do the readings like the epistle, people sit. It's symbolic. The Jews had the true faith. They were expecting Messiah. But when he came, they couldn't be really bothered. You see that when the Magi come all the way over uh, from what's now Iraq to Jerusalem to say, we've seen his star. Where is he? Well, he's supposed to be born in Bethlehem. It's six miles away. So they knew where it was. The Magi go there, but they don't go there. And it, it, you see this whole reaction in general of the Jewish people. So then the, the, it's taken away from the south side and the gospels preached to the north. The north is the direction of the Gentiles. It's that way in the scriptures. It's that way in the, the, the Holy Mass and lit, liturgically. And people stand showing they're ready to act on the word of God, that they're listening, because the Gentiles responded. The Jews had the true religion. They couldn't be bothered. They reject them. So it's taken away in that sense and preached to the nations. And they responded. But then you see, towards the end of Mass, the book is taken away and moved back to the south. That's because at the end of the world, the Gentiles will reject Christ, even though they have the true religion. They can't be bothered, and they'll turn back to their pagan ways. And during the time of the Antichrist, under the preaching of Elias, Saint Elijah, the Jews will come back to the holy religion before everything gets wrapped up. So we see this little symmetry in history of people that had the true religion but couldn't be bothered with the Messiah, so it's taken away, preached to other people who didn't have the true religion but can't be bothered with the Messiah, so it's taken back. So it reminds us of some of the things 
that are, that are happened in salvation history and some of the things at the end of the world. Certainly, since the time of Leo XIII, the popes have been warning us regularly about the great apostasy. And that's, again, that's the time when the Gentiles turn away from Christ and turn back to their pagan gods. I think it's so obvious that it barely born comment.